0: And welcome to the She's Busy AF podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Bordelon. I'm a former marketing agency owner turned marketing mentor. I'm a lover of all things tequila, travel, Taylor Swift, plants, and helping busy AF entrepreneurs kill the living heck out of their businesses. My podcast is filled with marketing and business knowledge to help you truly excel both personally and professionally in your entrepreneurial journey. You'll put down your phone after each episode and be infused with techniques and practices that allow you to work less in your business and more on your business so you can ultimately step back when you want and enjoy the sweet, sweet fruits of your blood, sweat, and tears filled labor. So, with that being said, open up your note app or your favorite notebook and let's jump on into the She's Busy AF podcast. Welcome back to another episode of She's Busy AF. This episode is sponsored by the Smooth Scaling Club, which is an exclusive membership for entrepreneurs. So I'm super excited about today's episode because sitting with me for the first time ever are guests of this podcast, which is a new concept for me. A lot of technical difficulties in getting set up, but I feel like almost a pro. And figuring that out. But who they are, obviously, Danielle and Maya, you've probably heard a lot about them, seen a lot about them if you follow me on Instagram. They are the co founders of the Smooth Scaling Club with me, and I've worked with them both professionally. Obviously, they are local (laughs) here to Fort Lauderdale as well. So, really excited to have them. We're actually in like very tight quarters right now. It's pretty funny. They're like a foot away from my face. Not awkward at all. (laughs) But yeah, we're set up in the old office, which is the new nursery. Pretty crazy. It's like a crib behind us. (laughs) It's just uh, wild and changing times here. But again, really excited to have them here. And before we dive in on today's topic, which is the power of community and collaboration when growing your business, very important. Obviously, I want to introduce Danielle and Maya. Talk about like how we all know each other and give them the opportunity to talk about their entrepreneurial journey as well. So it's pretty interesting. I met Danielle. I can't even remember how we met. Do you know? I think I was uh, looking
1: for a job. Okay. Yeah. And I found you on Instagram when you were LBMG marketing.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay. So I remember now. So that's right. Because you came and met me at Spaces, my old co-working space. All right. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. But yeah, Danielle had reached out to me. I think I had followed you on Instagram for a while. I loved your work. And I was just like, okay, this girl wants to work with me. I definitely can find work for her no problem. So I was outsourcing to her as a graphic designer within the business. And when I sold my business last summer and then went to join that company, and then that fell apart, (laughs) I kind of had the feeling that like something was going to happen. And she had just joined forces with Maya, who's sitting with us today as well. And Maya has a background in copywriting and many things. I'll let her get into that. They had joined together as a business to offer a service of copywriting and creative and like using them both as a vehicle for branding for businesses. And I was like, this is perfect timing. <laughs> I was like, this is perfect timing. And I really needed to form a new brand. So that's how Brand Good Time was born. My former company was LBMG Marketing. This new brand is Brand Good Time. And they really helped me from like the ground up build this brand, what it meant, core values, name, branding, like everything. So that's a little bit about Danielle and Maya from my perspective. But I want to give them the opportunity to introduce themselves and like tell you all a little bit about their entrepreneurial journey. So with that said, Maya, I'll let you take
2: over. Thank you, Lauren. Really happy to be here and to speak with you today. So thinking about my entrepreneurial uh, journey, uh, it started actually in London. I was living abroad. I did my master's there and I was actually teaching and I was a creative curriculum developer there for special needs children. And while I was doing that, I was traveling almost every weekend because there were flights for about 29 pounds each way. So I would travel on the weekends, and I started a travel blog while I was there, Travel Your Heart Happy. And while I was traveling, I met so many amazing people on each trip along the way, and I started to share the stories, and I was published for one of my articles on Huffington Post UK. And from there, I just started falling in love with copywriting. And just for fun, I started helping friends that have businesses to develop the copy and story for their businesses and on their websites. And over time, it developed into so much more than I ever imagined. I ended up leaving my career in teaching and opened my own business, Time is Right, where I started to support businesses in uh, developing their their brand from a copywriting perspective. So the name of their brand, helping them explore. I know I helped you with that through through Yeah, Right, and also just... Creating a blog on their website so that they could share their stories and their experiences uh, with the world. So I started with that. And in time, over time, I started meeting different creatives and collaborating. And I was looking for a graphic designer to help me. And the time ended up being just right where I met Danielle, who is an amazing graphic designer. And that's where we started to collaborate to see how we could help each other's clients to build their brands with copy and design. So from there, we developed Yeah Right branding, and the name is combined with both our businesses. So it was Yeah Creative and Time is Right, so we created Yeah Yeah Right, and it was just yeah, that's where it all kind of began and blossomed into so much more.
0: That's so awesome. I love I love your story. I love like the travel aspect of everything. That was like I feel like it's a little part of me that's died is like travel thanks to COVID and now a baby on the way. But I just think it's so cool that you've had like those experiences and those experiences have like, I think shaped who you are as an entrepreneur and like your spirit and everything that you like embody as you go into working with your clients. So super awesome. And I think that's a good segue to over to Danielle. If Danielle, you want to talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey, how you got to where you are today, tell the audience.
1: So I went to school for design, and then I got multiple jobs in the field. And I've... Been in the design field for about eight years. I struggled in college to really find my style in design, but through the years and actually when I began being on my own and an entrepreneur, I really found my style. So after college, I worked for a marketing agency for about four years. I was the first year was great. I learned some things, but then it started to be a soul sucking job, very corporate, very too many rules and very little creative freedom. So then I looked for another job. I couldn't find anything out in the market that was better than what, I, where I was. So I just decided to take the leap and just go for it and go on my own uh, and do freelancing full time. I already had a few clients on the side that I was working with and I just kind of went for it. And I've been doing freelancing. A little over two years now, and where I am today is just amazing. I get to work with uh, local uh, business owners and really help them develop branding and develop their business. And I get to be creative, which I couldn't do when I was working somewhere else. So I'm—it's great to be my own boss. And through meeting, you know, Maya and Lauren and other people who are local and on uh, social media, that really helped me grow my business and grow my design style and my creativity. So it's just been a great journey.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love your story too. I think it's so cool that you get to work with the local brands that are up and coming. Like Fort Lauderdale is a huge startup scene and the fact that I I believe like your hands are in so much of that, like it's so cool. Like you look all over town and it's like influenced by yeah, creative and I just think it's it's really awesome to like visually see the work you've done. So Super cool. Well, I think one thing we can all agree on as entrepreneurs is that there are definitely some challenges that come up as we are running our business, going through the thick of it. in the thick of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that stupid TikTok is like stuck in my head. But as we're like in the thick of it with our business, like there are challenges that come up and like Google can really only help with so much. I remember some of the challenges I faced early on were with finding help. So like finding the right people who could actually do the good work. Another was finding clients. At some point, I capped out on my referrals or word of mouth and the agency model I was building. Like I really needed to put myself out there, had no idea where to start and ended up crashing and burning in like multiple different kind of crowds around Fort Lauderdale to find the one that really worked for me. And I think really just not having people to talk to about, you know, what was going on and any of the challenges I was facing. So what
2: are some, what would you say are some challenges that you face, Maya, when starting your business? I think one of the biggest challenges I faced when starting my business was doing everything on my own and not really having a support system or a team or anybody to run ideas by. So from starting my LLC, which I did, you know, by myself through Sunbiz, figuring out what was the right corporation, going through and developing my brand all on my own without another pair of eyes and also. And also just wearing a lot of hats in my businesses. So I was my own bookkeeper. I was my own designer. I was my copywriter. I was my web developer. And I was doing all these things. But my strength was in copywriting and marketing strategy. But I needed support in other areas. So until I combined forces, joined forces, and started working with Danielle as a graphic designer, working with Lauren as a a business strategist, Sure. Yeah. yeah a business, a strategist, <laughs> strategist. Strategist. I'm saying, it, I'm saying it like in a UK. Accent. But I think once I joined forces and started meeting other creative entrepreneurs, especially locally in Fort Lauderdale, and also through social media around the world, I was able to take my brand to the next level. I learned how to manage my time better also through outsourcing and bringing in other creative perspectives.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with what Maya is saying uh, about all the the hats that we wear as a business owner, you definitely don't know uh, once you're in it, how many hats you're going to wear. So definitely something that is a struggle, but, you know, we learn throughout the process, you know, other struggles that I faced that I had no idea that was coming was the overall how to run a business. I mean, I went to school for design, but no one taught me how to run a business, what I need to know, pricing, how to price my services. And also, your every day you're working and you kind of don't know if you're doing it right. And so the struggle was, who is that person that I can go to, to ask like, should I be doing this? And how should I be doing this? So that's really the the support that was maybe in the office that I worked at before was no longer there. And I, I was all alone. So there was a lot of Googling, like Lauren said, that's not enough, but uh, Google was my best friend for a while, but definitely surrounding myself later on with other entrepreneurs and other creatives really helped those struggles.
0: Yeah. So talking about solutions to challenges, right? Like we all face challenges and we're running our business and in life, right? And there are typically solutions to these challenges. And, and what are those solutions? What does that look like for entrepreneurs? Because it does get really hard. I think it's really cool that the online community exists these days. Like we can get connected with literally anyone through LinkedIn, through Instagram, through Facebook, like there's Facebook groups, there's like LinkedIn in general, you can find anybody on that platform. And Instagram, like there is this whole online space now that exists for people to exchange services or promote their services or hire people. I think it's really cool. And and kind of a theme around that, you know, is is community, right? Like, We'll talk about it right now, but I know for me, the more people I surrounded myself with, of course, being selective, right? Like you don't want to share the wrong ideas with the wrong people. I've definitely been burned in business relationships where someone's taken clients of mine. There you go. Like that's when you need a lawyer. (laughs) That's when you talk to a lawyer. I've definitely made bad investments. That's when you need a good accountant. Like there are things, talk about wearing all these hats, but like it is okay to lean into a community. It's okay to like invest in someone to help you with these things. And I know that personally, all three of us have gone through that. And we've invested in that support. And we've also created our own little community. I mean, look at us right three right here. Like, this is a community, right? And we have people that we have in common. Think of, you know, Danielle started their networking event with someone here, and created a community out of that too, right? So it's like, there's all these different people we have in common, especially in our locale. And I think even digitally, like, Especially with Smooth Scaling Club, like we have so many people in common in the digital space too. It's like sometimes hard to forget like, oh, you know that person too. So besides community though, what have been some solutions to challenges you've faced?
2: I think one of the major solutions that I found to the challenges I faced of wearing so many hats was starting to change my mindset with regards to investing. So thinking about investing in my personal growth and investing in the business, I started to... I started to be more open-minded to ask for help and to collaborate with other entrepreneurs on projects. So even other copywriters, even other branding specialists, because that helped me to develop things for different brands at an even greater scale. So like, what are some, you talked about like investments. So like, what
0: are some investments that you made early on in your business? That you just maybe were like looking at your computer screen one day, like, I can't do this anymore. Or I just, I really need help with this and it's not my expertise and it's not gonna push me
2: forward if I don't. What are, talk about some of that. Some of the investments that I made early on in my business were going on different marketing trainings. So if I wanted to learn more about specific strategies in marketing, such as SEO, optimizing sites, enhancing performance for websites, I I took specific trainings for those things and that helped me to develop my knowledge, my skills. And uh, personal growth, and develop more confidence in myself in the business. So I would invest in different trainings. Some other things that I did were,
0: yeah, that's that's absolutely amazing. It's funny when I like think of investments in my business, I don't automatically jump to education, even though like that was a core pillar in my former business. I don't even know if like, I think it is a core pillar of mine. I got to revisit my branding book. But education has always been something that's really important to me because I believe that as entrepreneurs, like if you do not reach out and invest in like your education and furthering your knowledge, you're just going to get stuck in the vacuum of what you know. And you're not going to like, how are you going to be better? How are you going to be better for your clients? How are you going to grow for yourself? How are you going to continue to innovate? I read a lot of books. That's like a very cheap way to educate yourself. I think early on is investing in books, like a $10 book here and there, as opposed to like a $297 course online. You know, like that's just such an easy way to tap into furthering your knowledge. Another investment I made was in an accountant. I decided early on that like, while I had a good grip on my finances, like I needed to be very strategic if I wanted to keep more money in my pocket. So that's just kind of always been a non-negotiable in my business. And then as I could afford more, and I'm not saying that this isn't the first thing you should do, but investing in legal help. So contract and terms and conditions, trademarking things that I don't want someone to steal from me one day like those things are so important as soon as you have the capital to do it to invest in before i think like really anything else i think i talked about this in like one of the previous episodes mm-hmm. in the podcast of like four people you can't live without go back and listen to that if you can but maya did you have something else you wanted to add
2: yeah i just want to say with education i really think it's so important but there's also ways you know in the beginning of your business if you are a little tight you know there are free webinars that you can take courses and then you can start to see you know which people you want to work with right who you'd want to learn more from. And from taking those courses and downloading different resources, you'll find kind of your network and your people. And and then when you're ready, you'll start to invest in those educational courses that can help you.
0: Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. It's funny, like, in my own business now, I'm deciding to like offer more masterclasses and workshops and webinars just because you know, especially in the online space where people may never have the opportunity to meet you in person, like how else are you going to show what it's like to work with you? Or how else are you going to be able to showcase your knowledge and and have people buy into group programs where they're going to receive like, one on one with you or whatever that may be like, that can be so important and influential in getting business one day, but also like as a consumer in finding the right person to invest your money in for, for help down the line, whatever that may be. So awesome. So we just talked about some um, different solutions to challenges, one of which is like investing in yourself. Danielle, is there anything that like you have to contribute to this conversation in terms of what a big solution to a challenge is that you face as an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, so my solution, I would say to the biggest challenge uh, that I had was shifting the way that I see people around me and in the field and in in business is looking at people as collaborators rather than competitors. Uh, when I first started, uh, everyone that was was in the design industry or branding or any type of creative business, I thought they were my competition. But then I changed that mindset and looked at those people as people who can help me grow and people I can learn from, and that really helped me kind of shift my business and everything I thought about other businesses. So that was really a great solution.
0: Yeah, I think what's important to note here, and this is something like I feel like every time I talk about this, it gets a lot of like, "ooh, didn't think about it that way, like type of remarks, because I think in sales and corporate America, and just like mainstream media, we're taught to look at other businesses who offer what we offer as competition. And therefore, they have this like red target on their back this big X, and we have to go after them. I mean, think about like Google ads, Facebook ads, where you're like trying to beat out competition with keywords. Like there is that, yes, there is that competitor aspect. They are a competitor. There is a choice that someone will choose them over you. But the person who chooses that person, that business over you, were they the right fit for you? And so for that reason, I feel like it's really important to emphasize like you should become friends with your competitors. You should know who they are, have them in your back pocket. Maybe not be bouncing ideas off them for business ideas, but like, you know, be in their corner, refer them business if it's not going to be a good fit for you. I mean, think about that. Think about someone who comes along to you. We talked about this in Smooth Scaling Club recently how someone in the club had a project inquiry and she went through with it and was like, great, I'll send you a proposal. But then she just didn't have a great feeling about it and didn't want to work with the person. Imagine if that person who was a designer, like, didn't have another designer in her back pocket to refer business to because she didn't want to take this project, like she would then leave that client high and dry, that prospect high and dry and put a bad taste in their mouth after they told them they wanted to work with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going on a tangent here. But the idea is like, you just never know. And if you're referring business to people, too, that are competition, they're going to think of you in the same light. Say they have to go out of town, maternity leave, something and a project comes along, they can trust that you might handle that project to do it well, too. So really just like reframing your mindset around collaboration over competition is like, Is so important, which I think one thing we can agree on here out of this whole conversation is that community is a huge part of success in being an entrepreneur and starting a business, you know, not just within your own organization, but with who you collaborate outside of it. This is why networking exists. This is why there's like meetup groups and conferences and summits and Things all over the world, like when people come together, like great ideas can happen. And so that's like a big reason why we created the Smooth Scaling Club. Like I mentioned earlier, it's a virtual environment. We hope like I hope one day we can we can make some sort of like Smooth Scaling Club retreat out of it. But we totally had to do a play on words because hello, we're all like branding freaks here. And really just have this as a space for entrepreneurs to come together and collaborate. Like we just finished the directory, what, two weeks ago? And we probably have like four or five copywriters, four or five designers, and everyone collaborates together. it's It's not just a place of like referring business to each other. It's a place of networking and supporting. you know like we help, we all have questions that come up, and so they're everyone's able to post within the club and receive the feedback and the support they need. and all in like a confidential, safe environment. And we love that we've cultivated that and created that and along with that, been able to provide resources and trainings for them. So yeah, I'm really excited to open the doors again here soon. What about you guys?
1: (laughs) We're so excited. We can't wait to grow this community. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, we already have, I think it's like 20, 20 girls in the club right now. That was from our first launch. We closed. My voice keeps cracking. It's really cute. We closed the doors and we're just really excited to, you know, open it up and let more. We're really excited to let more amazing, amazing women in the club. We've got copywriters, designers, coaches. We have a podcast producer, that, like Justine, who actually um, manages this podcast here with us. We love you, Justine. So really, really excited to tap into that. But that being said, I have a little surprise for you, Danielle and Maya. When I saw having guests on this podcast forever ago, and it was supposed to be like tequila Friday focused, RIP, I have a baby in my belly. So <laughs> no more of that. I wanted to make a point to end every episode with rapid fire questions because I just think it's so fun. So I'm going to go back and forth between the two of you. I'm going to ask you something and, like, you really can't think about it for more than, like, a second. You have to give an answer. So are you guys ready? Yes, go. Okay. All right. Don't look at my screen. I'll kill you. <laughs> All right. Margarita or mojito, Danielle? Margarita. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Maya, Taylor Swift or Ariana Grande? Taylor Swift. Pineapple pizza? Yes or no?
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Favorite boy band? Ooh,
2: yes. Come on. You got to go. <laughs> When I was a kid, Backstreet Boys. <laughs>
0: okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. Which one in the group is most likely to be a Karen when we have kids? Maya. Oh what? my God. <laughs> I'm so happy you didn't say me because I really thought you were going to say me. Actually, oh I really feel like it would be me. <laughs> but I mean, I'll let you take it. <laughs> okay. uh What's one thing you can't live without? My dogs. <laughs> Which 90s trend are you bringing back? Super thin eyebrows, brown lipstick, or low-rise jeans?
1: Oh, God. Lipstick.
0: <laughs> brown lipstick. <laughs> do you guys remember this? And, like, the lip liner? <laughs> Ugh. They're all
2: bad.
0: All right. Chuck Bass, yes or no?
2: Wait. Do
0: you know Gossip Girl?
2: I do. I read the books, but I don't remember anything. And I didn't then. watch Gossip Girl. I don't remember.
0: Okay, I don't I'm like... going to answer this one for the group. Yes. Yeah. He's dreamy. Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? Nespresso. Oh, my God. We have a rebel in the house. I agree. I have, I have an espresso machine. It is lovely. All right, ladies. Well, I only picked a few. I wish I picked more because this was really fun. <laughs> um, but thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast today, being my first guest. This is so cool. really excited to get my ish together and not have technical difficulties next time. Obviously, you guys will be back. Can't wait for that moment. But I just want to close out here with reminding you guys that we are opening the doors for the Smooth Scaling Club. So if anything resonated with you today in terms of community and feeling like you may be missing out on that, having just a tight-knit group of people, people you can network with, people who can be potential clients, people who can refer business to you. I mean, these are like really blatantly saying a lot of the things that we built the club for. We have amazing resources and trainings that happen every single month. And joining the club now, you get access to the previous three months of trainings and resources, which there are a plethora. So you can check out all of the details at the link in my show notes. So if you want to learn more about the club, you can go to the link in the show notes. And if you are interested in, if you're interested in learning more about Danielle or Maya, I have linked their Instagrams in the show notes as well. But collectively, they are yeah, right. And so you can find them on Instagram as yeah, right underscore and their website which is yeahrightbranding.com and again all of this will be in the show notes but the most important one here is check out the Smooth Scaling Club. (laughs) So thank you so much guys for coming today for joining me and thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you on the next episode of She's Busy AF.